It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Tuned into the Navarro Miller Report, featuring the hottest in news, entertainment, sports, and all those topics for the mainstream audience. The Navarro Miller Report. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Navarro Miller Report. I'm your host, Dave Navarro. I'm Jeremy Miller. And with us, we have special guest co-host, Chef Ryan Rodano. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us on uh, today's episode of the Navarro Miller Report. Oh, thanks for having me. No worries. Your, your camera froze right there, but no worries. What matters is your voice. So that's all that matters right now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we have we have a great show for you guys today. Uh, but first, as... Don't as, lie to them. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, man, see, that's why we don't have people watching us for that same reason. See, because no, it's great, you know, it's, that's well, true. We, we're just, you know, he'll cover up you. Well, I got, I will see. Now, you know? we'll, we'll see. Now I got two issues. I got two chefs right now. I have, I have, uh, I have a chef to the stars and I have a star chef. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> But we'll get into that in a second. Right now, as 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 habit may be, I started doing like TikTok videos of different funny TikToks that I find on here, and I found a couple of them actually. Let's start off with this one. Now, this one right here, I I want to say this one is uh, has to do with how the job market is today. I believe this one's it. I, I'm double checking. Yes, it is. Hi, is this Cheryl? Hi, Cheryl. This is Wendy with the hiring department. Yes. Hi. I just wanted to call you and let you know that we really appreciated you coming in for that fourth interview. I know what we took a lot of your time. We are going to go ahead and pass on your application. Um, unfortunately, you know, you're just not really the fit that we're looking for right now. We're looking for somebody with a little more experience. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. She had a butterfly tattoo on her wrist. We're not doing it. Hi, is this Stephanie? Stephanie, this is Wendy with the hiring department. We've received your application for the position and we'd like to offer it to you. No, 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 no need to come in for an interview. No, yeah, we're just wondering what, a background check? Oh, uh, we're actually not doing those at the moment. Is there anything that we should know about? Was it a felony? Did it involve children? <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Okay, um, when is your availability to start? Oh, I see. And what if I came and picked you up? We could send an Uber. Could you start tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We love tattoos. We love tattoos as long as it's not a face tattoo with an F word or something. We, 
it is it is a face tattoo of the f word okay i don't think our clients are gonna care honestly no i don't think so okay okay send me your address and i'll set the uber up for tomorrow okay all right thanks <laughs> tell me what i'm different 10 years oh makes <laughs> well, i would say it's not 10 years that made the difference it's these last two years that made the difference. Yeah. yeah exactly i mean yeah, as facts you know it's it's crazy it's crazy because it's actually true though it's actually true yeah. like these days are like yeah we don't care we just need somebody to like fill in these spots because they're empty right now businesses are desperate yeah, exactly. man I gotta say, I really think it's has, I mean, people want to politicize it. They want to do all this different stuff. Why aren't people going back to it? I really think it's people got a break from their crappy ass jobs for so long that they realized yeah. that I want to do something else. I want to find another way to make, you know, a living here. And they had a year and a half to think about that, to try and do it, to start doing YouTube or trying to make money on the side, on the periphery. I mean, people had this opportunity, this rare opportunity to be forced to take a break from their money-making job. And I guarantee you, there's so many people who hate what they do that they decided, I don't want to continue and I don't want to go back. That's very That's true. true. That's very true, true at this point. The passion. Everybody yep. found the passion for what they want to do and um like you say you know lockdowns uh being laid off being furloughed whatever you got you got a chance to really see what you're really passionate about so mm -hmm. i mean this is history it's got it's got to be it's got to be the fact of the matter that there must be like there must be some sort of like in different job markets you know uh, there's like there must be like a raise in like in in schooling and everything like oh let's go back to school let's go ahead and check this out let's go to culinary school for that matter I mean I'm sure yeah. I'm sure you guys have probably seen a rise in many brand new chefs that just came out of culinary school so I mean I'd be willing to bet there's been a pretty significant rise in trade school enrollment over this period of time. I can imagine. I can imagine. Well, yeah. that's that's one of them, and and this is another one uh, that I found today as well. That's uh, actually this is how I'd, I would love to just wake up in the morning and look out my window, and and see this. You could be the heavy metal Cinderella. <laughs> that bird was rocking out. That bird was rocking out, dude. I mean, come I love on. Yeah. Love to go ahead and like, I mean, I just love how somebody put the music and the bird together right at that perfect time. <laughs> but I mean, and, and in speaking of this past week, we celebrated Halloween. As we do every year. This time it was a little bit better this year. Oh, not for me. I had to hang out with this guy. Um with with, with Chef Miller here. I had to hang out with him and try his incredible food. Oh, that's um, yes, you had a great spread. Oh, hey, I, I, we, I kept it simple. I wanted it easy. I did a nice big pot of uh, uh Tuscan kale and sun dried tomato and sweet sausage soup. Hey, are you are you fancy? Oh, yeah, fancy. I had it with a nice little ciabatta <laughs> bread. It's, you know, just simple cheese on top of it it was anyways exactly, right? i haven't eaten all day i'm freaking starving right now you guys okay um but anyways like i said earlier this is the reason why i'm fat 
thanks to this guy. Um, but that's beside the point. I'm happy to take credit for it. Right, right. Well, uh, like I said, you know, we celebrated Halloween this past week, and in the in that spirit, I gotta ask you guys: it, this video right here probably depicts every horror film from the 80s that I remember. Check this out. I mean, the guy had time to water the plants while he was being like stalked by a guy with a spoon. Give me a break. That's brilliant. That was great. How accurate is that in horror films? I mean, come oh my on. God. The guy's so like walking. Accurate. The guy's walking. Just walking. Just walking. I'm going to kill you. You know, go ahead and take your time. Have a bite of that. Wipe your mouth. You know, whatever. So, yeah, those are those are definitely uh, fun TikToks to talk about. But <laughs> let's get to the mean potatoes of today's show. We got a couple of things going on right now in entertainment news. Looks like um, Chris Pratt is actually in a lot of hot water with his fans at this time right now because, uh, well, I mean, he innocently went ahead and posted uh, a tribute to his his wife. And it read, quote, guys, for real, look how she's looking at me. I mean, find you somebody that looks at you like that. You know, we met in church. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Giving me an amazing life, a gorgeous, healthy daughter. She chews so loudly that sometimes I put it in my earbud to drown it out. But that's love. She helps me with everything. In return, periodically, I open a jar of pickles. That's the trade. Her heart is pure and it belongs to me. My greatest treasure right next to my Ken Griffey Jr. Upper Deck Rookie card. Which, if you know, you know is saying a lot. It's her birthday in about six weeks. So if I don't get her anything, I'll tell her to look back on this post. Love you, honey. Now, although that is a beautiful dedication, many people on Twitter saw it as a jab to, towards his ex-wife, Anna Faris, and their, their nine-year-old uh, child that they shared together, Jack, who faced health problems as a baby after he was born nine weeks premature. Uh, there, many people are saying that, that this is disgusting. Uh, they're saying that this is, I mean, they're saying it's absolutely disgusting. They're saying such an effing low blow. I mean, Twitter just went nuts on Chris Pratt. Now, the thing is that, I mean, I can look at this as a point of view that, that he did this in an innocent, in an innocent manner. He didn't mean to, you know, poke a jab at anything or anybody or oh, not even his own child for you, that matter. You believe I mean, no. that's what we'd like to believe. I mean, I, I would, I would hope so, but we don't know that for sure. I'm just playing devil's right. advocate here. I mean, we don't know what the attention was. I mean, reading it, yes, but does come off very innocent. 
he didn't do anything wrong i don't think That's, he did anything wrong it's just I, uh innocent appreciation for his uh his girl i agree and it's a very common saying in you know a beautiful healthy baby I, I, no father who loves their children is going to take a dig at their child who suffered health problems as a baby. Of course. Okay. Right. It's, it's, should he have maybe chosen his words there a little bit better? Perhaps. But it, it comes off as extremely innocent. And Twitter does what Twitter does best, which is lose their minds over <laughs> shit that's none of their business. No, so, stop it. Come on. It's it. Twitter. Yeah, sorry. It's what it does best. <laughs> Come on. Twitter, Twitter's where I get all my news. Come on. Everything's they, factual they on Twitter. They always go find something. So it could be the best thing in the world. They'll find something to dig at. And obviously, Chris Pratt is the object of discussion. And given, I mean, people can take things a lot of different ways. I mean, if Anna Ferris saw that and it hurt her, that's, you know, that's horrible. But at the same time, do they have, I mean, we don't know. Do they have an animosity type relationship, an animus relationship? Do they have a good relationship? Do they raise their kids? I mean, we, nobody knows any of this stuff. Well, I mean, from, they're close. If they raise their kids together, if they have a good relationship, she knows that this was an innocent thing. Right. Exactly. And from and from what I understand, it seems that they do have a, a very a very uh, am, uh, amicable relationship. They co-parent very well, uh, and you know Anna. It's been told that Anna is perfectly okay with being friends with Chris and everything, and everything's fine. So it doesn't seem that there's any animosity between the two of them. At least there's nothing that's been reported uh, mm-hmm. in, in with their relationship at the very least. Uh, so I honestly think that Chris is just dedicating this. And it was just a dedication. He, and like you said, Jeremy, he chose his words poorly. Uh, but he, at the time when you're typing and you're putting out uh, uh, an Instagram post or anything like that, you're not really thinking about certain things. But I guess when you're in the limelight, when you're in the spotlight, as as much as he is, obviously he's a he's a he's a huge celebrity. It, you tend to forget that. Oh, hey, wait a minute! I gotta be careful of what I say because that's gonna be twisted into so many different ways by the social media police. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> <laughs> right. that's it. It's it is. I mean, I have nowhere near that notoriety at the moment. I mean, nowhere close. But even when I post something that is you know, could perhaps be taken wrong. I reread it 15 different times, mm-hmm. trying to think about how somebody's going to twist this, how they'll take this and try and use it against me. And, you know, I have become aware of that over the years. And it's, it's something that I'm sure most entertainers, when they're dealing with social media, I'm sure they have those same cautions. It's no way to live, though. That's just, True, that's but, just no way to live. But I mean, well, maybe he's, he's numb to all the negativity. He's going to express it in the way he wants to, which you is know very who he's talking to, and whatever people say, it's it's just brushes off his shoulders. So, I mean, that's that's just that's, that's just that's just normal. That's just normal with with so many of these celebrities that they just they have to they just have to like. At this point, I mean, well, Anna didn't even respond to anything. There's been no, I mean, she's been quiet on this thing. So I'm assuming that she's just kind of looking at it like just let them talk. They're gonna talk. They're gonna always find something you know negative to say but just brush it off i'm sure she probably told him something like that i'm assuming i i don't know like you said i this is just all assumptions who knows but she's been quiet she hasn't said anything about that so like i said it just it comes off as innocent and a poor choice of words given that he has a child who suffered from health issues right but it's a very normal 
saying and statement. I mean, you know, people, it is, <laughs> it is a saying, a healthy baby boy, a healthy baby girl. I mean, it's yeah. just a saying. So is it a poor choice of words giving his history? Perhaps I, you know, he, he should have, you know, maybe left that out or used a different term. I mean, what but are you going to say? What are you going to say? It comes off as amazingly. You could just say, uh, you know, what, no, what no, a, what a, no, what a wonderful I, child. I, no, what I was going to say, what I was going to say is like, what was he going to say? You know, oh yeah, you know, my ugly child. <laughs> Come on, you know? I mean, he's not, he's not going to go that like that route well, no, on what it. I, what I mean is, I think the word "healthy" is what people. Are is what triggered on. and what people focused on in that as soon as they heard that they're like wait he has a child who had health problems they see that as a conflict mm -hmm. as him taking a dig i think that's the word and that was the only poor choice of word in my opinion had he left that out probably doesn't have the same bite to the people who thought it's something horrible god what, what? what happened to the times that you could actually just say what you wanted to say without any repercussions <laughs> I miss True, those but days. I mean, but look, looking through his eyes, he's always going to see his child as healthy. He's always going to see his child as beautiful. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't matter what you know people conceptualize what that may be. He has a healthy child. Bottom line, that's and that's all that matters. That's that's all that mm -hmm. matters. So, I mean, he's it's it's just one of those situations where he's just gonna have to brush off at this point mm -hmm. and move forward. So, and mm -hmm. we're doing the same thing. <laughs> in others, in other <laughs> entertainment news, um, it looks like uh, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever is going to uh, be put on hold for the time being because uh, Letitia Wright uh, suffered an injury on set. And uh, they, they decided to shut down temporarily until she heals. There hasn't been any reports as to what she suffered exactly, what kind of injury she suffered. Uh, but there was um, there was actually uh, they, they went ahead. A representative for Wright says, quote, Letitia has been recovering in London since September from injuries sustained on the set of Black Panther 2 and is looking forward to returning to work early 2022. Letitia kindly asks that you keep her in your prayers. Uh, so. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming right now many, many sets are being very extra cautious with their talent, especially after what happened when, on Rust uh, with Alec Baldwin and everything. And uh, I mean, at this point, no one's really sane. Jeremy, uh, we talked about this earlier and you kind of said that, you know, of course, they're not going to say anything. I mean, I'm curious as to what did you mean by, by that statement? I mean, nobody is going to want to open up more questions, especially right now after everything that's happened recently. They're going to play it as tight to the vest as they possibly can. It just makes sense. Um, it depends on her as well. I mean, she's a private person who is under contract. She might not be allowed to speak about it, or she might have had the choice and said, I don't want to talk about what's going on and how this might limit me as we film. That's another aspect. From an action standpoint, if she's now limited from the stunts and other things she may be able to do, they might have to do it CGI. They're not going to want to go into how, you know, for lack of a better word, how's the sausage made? You know, that's their business, what goes into it and how they want to put it together. Um, the other part of that as well is that people get hurt on action sets all the time and we don't hear about it. I mean, sure. they've had to postpone production for things a couple weeks here and there. I mean, um, 
Chris Evans got hurt on one of them. You know, every everybody takes injuries doing extreme action films like that. It happens all the time. I mean, it's it's extremely common. People have to shut down for a week here, a week there. Somebody breaks an ankle, strains a muscle, pulls something. I mean, look at Tom Cruise doing the famous building jump stunt in Mission Impossible, and he actually shattered his ankle, slamming it into the side of the building doing the stunt. Wow. And they used that shot. <laughs> he was such a professional. He got up on the broken ankle and hobbled off in character. And they used that shot. But people get injured on the sets all the time. Unless you're Jackie Chan, where it's a pride thing and it was your legend that you did all your stunts. And, oh, look, I did this. I shattered my spleen and broke my back. And they don't talk about it. People don't get into details about this, and it happens all the time. So I don't think it's as big of a deal as people are making it out to be. That's true. That's true. I mean, Seth, have you ever been injured on set while cooking? I've never been injured on set. <laughs> but I've seen it. I've, I've seen many sets, many injuries on set. You just wrap it up and keep going. So right, I mean, just like and, just just like when you cook, you know, you you get cut. Wrap it up and keep going, right? Right. You know, in the same instance, this is what, you know, this is what they signed up for. So you, can, you have to expect the things to come, the injuries, uh, the delays, you know, just like in any, in uh, any, any uh, in the industry. So it is what it is. Well, there's not much, yeah, you, and especially, especially those kinds of movies where it's very physical. There's a lot of action. There's a lot of shooting, explosions a lot of kickbacks different things i mean there's bound to be injuries i mean yeah, i got a no, i got a buddy of mine who is ll cool j stunt double on or used to be on ncis la and he would get injured from time to time as well yeah. i mean there's there's a lot of stuff that goes on there and he's a stuntman he's a professional and they still even get injured because it's 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 just it's so there's just so much risk in getting a good shot and getting mm -hmm. as a director getting a good shot getting a good you know, angle that is going to make the audience say, whoa, whoa, that was cool. Like, that was awesome. And it wasn't and CGI. Gotta, and you got to remember, actors got a lot of pride in getting those shots for the director. Yep. In actually making that happen and being a part of something like that. And we do make stupid choices that put ourselves at risk <laughs> to yeah. get the shot. You know, yeah. I mean, it happens and it happens a lot. Um, they protected me on Growing Pains for the most part. But I had three or four different instances where I wanted to do something rather dangerous and they wouldn't let me. They brought in a stuntman for each of them. I remember but you told me I about was, that. I was full on ready to, I mean, I, I had a two-story fall I wanted to do onto the airbag and I had a couple other little things. Yeah, but um, as a kid, but as a kid, you want to do that stuff anyway. I was a crazy kid doing that stuff is fun, yes. Yeah. But to me, it was the actor part of it. It was, uh -huh. no, I... I, I you know, you're asking something of me. I want to do it. Right. Well, you're there's, a there's a pride as a performer in, in doing that stuff and coming out the other side. I suppose I, I, I can agree with that. I could agree with that because I mean, if I, if I had an opportunity to be on set on a, on a big movie production, I'd love to do my own stunts. I'd love to do it because it's yeah. just, it's just looks like fun. I mean, I look at it as I used to do stupid or crap. You know, and when I wasn't getting paid, I could do this. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I mean? Look at Platoon. 
Look, I'll give you Platoon as an example. Yeah. Every actor who worked on that says it was one of the best experiences of their life. You know, it was such mm -hmm. a meaningful, powerful film. Oliver Stone did not let them shower for weeks at a time. They lived yeah, in the that. jungle as soldiers. They ate only MREs, the military rations. They lived as soldiers. It was miserable. It was horrible. But coming out of that on the other side, what does every single one of them say? One of the best experiences of my life. One of the most powerful, creative experiences of my life. Oh, no. So, it's it, it's definitely true because I remember uh, I was listening to one of the actors of Saving Private Ryan. Uh, I, I I can't remember his name right now. It's it's escaping my, my, my mind. But uh, he basically said that when they were – and this is, this is during in, – in a chat – actually um that was uh oh tom sizemore it was tom sizemore tom sizemore was in a chat room and he was talking about his experience uh filming saving private ryan and how uh you know and how um they had to actually live out in the open like if they were soldiers eating rations things like that because they wanted to experience what these soldiers experienced in world war ii granted it wasn't the exact experience because they were it was worse in world war ii it's war but he said that it was still a lot of crazy nights torturous nights it was like oh my god this is like real boot camp type of crap you know it's it's crazy like some of the stuff these actors go through yeah i mean it's nuts it's nuts but you know you, you all look crazy jeremy you, you all you actors that's are nuts. crazy but hey that's the passion being in character yeah really elevates the film so absolutely and you know anybody who's passionate about what they do is willing to take risks i mean chef mm -hmm. takes chefs take different risks but you know anybody who's wanting to create takes risks and you just you got to be either willing to do it or get the hell out of the way yep facts True. facts That's well facts. i mean hopefully she gets better because i mean first it's covid and now it's injuries that's pushing back these wonderful movies uh, from being from finishing production, so hopefully uh, Leticia gets better and uh, and they continue to move forward. I'm looking forward to uh, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Should be yeah. a great tribute tribute to uh, Chadwick Boseman. I mean, he was an incredible actor, so tragic, uh, gone far too soon, and yeah. uh, hopefully, you know, this movie will definitely honor his memory. And uh, Letitia will do right by, you know, taking the mantle as the new Black Panther. So sure looking will. forward, Absolutely. looking forward to that one coming up in other entertainment news. Britney Spears, ex-managers may be in trouble, according to her attorney, Matthew Rosengard, who fired off a letter to TriStar Sports and Entertainment Group earlier this week, according to TMZ. Uh, basically, in the, in the letter, it says, and this is a pain by TMZ, it says, quote, uh, in a court filing, Rosengart says one thing he's demanded but not received for more than six weeks is the total amount of fees TriStar has taken from Britney since 2008. He says, quote, TriStar's ongoing failure to answer this question speaks volumes and leads to the unfortunate and inexorable conclusion that TriStar has much to hide. Jeremy, I throw this to you because you're from the industry. You know what's going on. You, you, I mean, you know, you know, you've been through something having to do with people managing your money, managing you, etc. I mean, what are your thoughts in this whole situation involving these big companies that manage huge stars like Britney Spears? I don't ever trust a management company or agents or agencies. Um, 
I'm sorry, I will never trust him again. You can find a good agent, you know, individual agent or whatever, but they're not looking out for you. They never have been. They're looking out for their own pocketbooks. And um, I've had agents and had friends who've had agents and managers who are stealing from them, who are skimming. I've had, you know, money management people who will reroute your money and do that. Anybody who has the name management or agent, you got to be very, very careful. And you got to know that person. You got to be extremely good judge of character if you want to trust that person. Now, if you have no illusions and you go into it with a business relationship, then, you know, no big deal. But if you're going to trust that this person has your career in their hands, you better know exactly who you're dealing with because 99% of these people don't care about you. As soon as you're not making them money, you're gone. They don't sure. give a damn. And so that's, and that's a harsh reality. It's yeah, the it's truth. True. It's just yeah, a fact, you know, yeah. and she is still making money, even though she's gone through her ups and downs and people still have their hands in her pockets. And, you know, like I said, you can find good agents. I've had a couple of good agents, you know, but in 30 plus years in the business, dear God, 40 now, um, <laughs> it is officially 40. That's really scary. 40 years in the business. I wasn't going to say anything, you know, <laughs> I, mean, I was going to keep um, my mouth shut, but, you know, how's your back? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I have known a couple of good agents who really cared, who went out of their way, who were, you know, really loyal and looked out for and protected. That's rare that too. work for. But it's incredibly rare nowadays. It's really hard to find. No, it's 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 tough. It's and uh, especially it's it just seems that they were taking advantage of a young woman that was going through a lot of mental issues and mm -hmm. was just trying to trust somebody while she while she handled these these issues that she was like trying to deal with i mean that's that's the Definition way i look at it if this is true people in management in entertainment i'm sorry right. it is even they're, with big companies though i mean advantage. that's how you they, would think they would have I'm... ethics you would think they would have ethics though in what world we're in america there's no ethics <laughs> it's capitalism <laughs> what the hell are you talking about they're just trying to get theirs there's no ethics <laughs> it's capitalism <laughs> make money who gives a shit who gets hurt run them over that's throw terrible. them in the trash we're done with them it's the truth. That's terrible. That's a yeah. scary, scary thought. That's, that's, that's where terrible. we're at. Chef, you're lucky you're in the industry that you're in. Hey. <laughs> Yours is food. Yours is it, food. I'm and it, yeah. it, it, that's that's an easy industry because it's like either you pay me or you don't eat. <laughs> Those are your two that's choices. True. That, that, that's true. You know, but it, mean, it, could be the, it could be the same in a uh, similar situation. You know, you, you're here today, they care about you, then you're gone. Just like that. So, true true same. i mean and and, yeah. and I, you know what i am curious though i mean you have been chef to the stars who's like have you ever did you ever do anything uh with britney i mean did you ever do with her anything with her or anybody else i mean i mean who who have you who have you been who has tasted your delectables i, I haven't cooked for britney you know, not yet even though she is a hometown girl from louisiana i haven't um will smith is one nice uh kevin durant's another Exhibit any picky tonight. eaters any any picky eaters like were they like extremely picky don't ask him that i'm curious because the thing is that like, you have you have celebrities that are very very picky about their food and who serves it to them and who makes it to it for them not not necessarily those people but um we've done hollywood parties and things like that they're picky they don't get their clothes dirty you know I'm, I'm gonna waste some of my clothes, you know, it's too expensive. You know, nibble here, nibble there. You know, I'm gluten-free. 
I'm vegan one day. Oh, vegan sake. on Thursday. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that is actually very true. That's and, and, it's, yeah. and it's funny because I mean, Jeremy, you're you're also a chef. Have you ever encountered something like that too? I'm going to ask you the same question. Have you ever encountered picky eaters as well? Oh, absolutely, especially doing catering. And the worst is when people don't prepare you for it. How, I mean, do you know, I, I, Chef, you probably know this. I mean, how many events have you showed up to where you asked specifically? I used to do this would happen with the weddings always. And yeah, specifically, do people have any food allergies, any needs? Do they have any restrictions? Are there any vegetarians, any vegans? And they say, no, no, no. Everybody eat this menu. Da, da, da. You get there and they come in and go, yeah, the mother of the bride and the whole bridal party are vegan. What can you make? Like, right. I have salad. You didn't prepare me. What is what is so yes you, you do get picky eaters and you can adjust i mean any chef knows how to adjust especially mm -hmm. if you've been working in this industry for a long time ingredients dry up equipment breaks you got to learn to adjust you got to yeah. learn to always, figure it out always something no hand but i mean yeah. that's that's one of the first questions you always ask any allergies are you vegan are you gluten-free you know exactly the whole and, and sure enough it almost without fail every event you go to there's going to be somebody they didn't tell you about oh, at least one you of know course. and and people can get very upset over that i mean we had an event where well why isn't there any vegan food because i wasn't told you guys were coming and they didn't right. want it i know so, they'll, they'll ask you that that one question you know well what am i going to eat well <laughs> I'll figure it out. Yeah, would you like? <laughs> exactly. Oh my God, you get mad. I, I gotta tell you, I I don't envy either of you. <laughs> oh, but it's fun, man. It's fun. Oh, I it's bet. Awesome. I, I gotta lovely. tell you, I I am addicted to watching uh, the Food Network. I love watching Iron Chef. I just recently got started binge watching Kitchen Nightmares, and I mean Chef Gordon Ramsay, that guy. It's so funny because he seems like a hard ass. He seems like somebody that would just pick on you and just pick on you and just pick on you. But he actually, his heart is in the right place. But yeah. here's the irony of everything. And I'm and every time I, I, I watch an episode, I go online to see if that restaurant survived. 90% of the restaurants that he saved closed down months after they, the, the, the thing aired. I mean, and some of them even blamed him, saying that it was his fault. It was it was the uh, the the publicity that, or the lack of publicity that we got from him, or the negative publicity that we got from him from the show. I mean, they were all blaming him for shutting down. I mean, Chef, do you think? I mean, I don't know if you've seen any of the episodes, but do you think it would yeah. be his fault for these restaurants shutting down? No, it's not his fault at all. You know, um, consistently day in and day out is their their responsibility to make sure the, their their needs are met. You know, food is cooked properly, services done properly. You know, the whole nine to really draw people and bring people in. For, you know, for publicity to grow, and they they're able to handle each each task that you know comes along. So, not nah, they should not blame Gordon. You know, yeah. Gordon Gordon's doing a full great. I'll twist that even a little bit more too. I agree with you completely, but look at every one of these businesses. They're on their last legs. Yeah. This show and him coming in is a complete Hail Mary. 
Yeah, it's true. a pray to God. It's, oh my God, I hope this works. Because these places are usually within one or two months of bankruptcy. Yeah. And it would take a miracle to get those going and to really save it long term. You know, one guy, no matter how good he is, is not going to save a business you've spent five years running into the ground. It's just well, not going to happen. I'm, I'm going to twist it even more. Do you see some of the things they serve? They're in that position oh, yeah. for a reason. Exactly. So. Exactly. <laughs> true. True. I see it and I'm just like, ugh. You know, I'm like, what are they? And you know, it's it's so funny because ever since I started watching, I become such a picky eater now. Like I I, I can't look at a burger and not be like, why am I eating this? <laughs> like, why is it so greasy? It's so greasy here. Oh my god, he's right. Like I'm, I'm like watching what I eat at some of these restaurants now. A burger or a burrito. Like the other day, I actually had a burrito from from this uh, one Mexican restaurant that I usually go to, and when I was almost, I couldn't eat the whole thing because grease started pouring out of it. I'm like, oh my god, it's an episode of Kitchen Nightmares. <laughs> I'm like, what am I putting in my system right now? This is disgusting. I couldn't eat the rest of it. I tossed it. Something I've never done before. Oh now I'm just like, now I'm just like so like, ah, uh, it's it's crazy. This this show has ruined my life. No, <laughs> I'm, I blame thing. Gordon it Ramsay. More aware of quality. I blame you know, I blame Gordon. The things to look out for. I still yeah, blame we, Gordon. Hey, when you know better, you do better. Right? So, no, it's yeah, it's definitely it's de it's definitely something that that you know when I watch, I'm just like, why did I watch that? Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, going back to Britney Spears, I mean, hopefully they get uh, they they you know figure out exactly where her money went and if it's if it was poorly uh distributed so we'll go ahead and uh keep an eye on that i mean that that woman needs that and we actually have uh you know we actually have uh uh some streamers are actually right right here uh derek has a question he says here's a question uh to both jeremy and uh, chef rodeno i have a young friend uh who is a chef and has started his own company i uh, was wondering if either of you have heard of jack witherspoon um his product he developed is a cross between a cookie and a scone and is called a scony hmm. so i, I haven't I, I haven't i haven't heard of it scony has a nice ring to it you know but i haven't uh heard of heard of uh his company and i've only i've i haven't heard of his company exactly but i do know of jack through a mutual Ooh. friend so Cool. So, uh, and uh, with uh, with uh, you know moving on here, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get so much crap for this from Jeremy. <laughs> Bring it on! Oh God! <laughs> Let's go. Here we go. Aaron Rodgers has decided to go ahead and um, well, he he got COVID nineteen and he's uh, right now at home. They're saying that he lied. Uh, when asked if he got vaccinated, he is actually saying, not saying he lied. He lied. Well, he is <laughs> lied. He is he actually. He lied. Well, let me can you let me finish? Um, <laughs> he's actually saying that he never technically lied. He just when they asked him if he had been vaccinated, he said he was immunized. He didn't say he got vaccinated. He said he was immunized, and when he. He, he basically said he didn't lie. Now, now that he's at home, uh, he has decided to look for Joe Rogan for medical advice. 
And um, according according to this, uh, he said, quote, I've consulted with a now good friend of mine, Joe Rogan, after he got COVID. And I've been doing a lot of the stuff that he recommended in his podcast and on the phone to me. I've been taking uh, monoclonal monoclonal. Uh, antibodies, uh, ivermectin, zinc, vitamin C and D, and HCQ. And I feel pretty incredible. So that's that's what he's doing right now to get better uh, as far as that's concerned. And he says, he basically also said, quote, uh, he's not some sort of anti-vax flat earther, but he does clearly feel that forcing a vaccine on people is not right. So that's where he stands as far as the vaccine is concerned. I am disappointed to say the least because even though he said he was immunized we're still in a pandemic this is a very contagious virus that's still out there right now for him to be so nonchalant about not being vaccinated still playing still traveling i mean that's very irresponsible on his part and jeremy let him have it first of all the man is a fucking liar it's a liable mission, but it's a liar. Plain and simple. Thanks for not sugarcoating it at all, bud. He's a fucking liar. Plain and simple. I'm sorry. If you sit there and you're asked five different times and you avoid it and you manipulate your answer and you just, I'm going to word it this way so I'm answering, but I'm not, you're fucking lying. You know what the answer is. Why don't you have some balls and actually say it like Carson Wentz or any of the others who aren't vaccinated? Oh, I know why. Because you wanted to be a little dick and not wear a mask and not do anything else that actually protects other people. No, you wanted to have your cake and eat it too. You want the right to choose not to get vaccinated, but you also want the right to not follow the fucking mandates that your work and your boss has put forward. He's an arrogant asshole, and I'm sorry, I have felt for a long time that he was a phony, and he has just proved it because he doesn't care about his teammates. He's missing one of their most important games because he chose not to get protected. He has exposed his teammates being around them. He has exposed the media that he has his uh, media days with because he refuses to wear a fucking mask. He is a liar and a hypocrite. He doesn't care about the team. He cares about himself. Tell me how you really feel, though. I mean, uh, please. <laughs> You're holding back. Who's been for what? Damn near 20 years now telling yeah. us about the team. And it's all about the team. And you got to put your team for bullshit. He's a phony. He's an absolute phony. To put I'm... everybody in this position just because he wants to have it both ways. That's an asshole move. And he is a phony. That is. I, I Like I said, I'm a huge Aaron Rodgers fan. Uh, as a quarterback, I'm a I'm a fan of his of him being a quarterback. Him and a, as a person, I you know again I really he's not really he, this is actually in the years that he's been the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. There has never been this much like he's never really been in anything controversial, too controversial. Mm-hmm. Yes, granted he's he's had issues with his family over his former uh, fiance Olivia Munn. Uh, but that's but that was really nothing that huge per se. Uh, but this this right here, this actually is pretty big. And it's that's a really huge. messed up situation because, as yeah. you said, Jeremy, this is affecting it, it's it's not just affecting, you know, the team. It's affecting the organization. It's affecting the yeah. fans. I mean, this is something like right now we're 
in do or die mode. This is this quite possibly could be his final year with the Packers, and he's doing this. He's pulling this crap. I mean, first, he didn't go to practice because he was still negotiating, trying to figure out whether or not he was gonna, even going to come back. And then this happens. I don't know. For some reason, it's almost it's almost like I feel he's sabotaging the team. However, in in, in at the flip point of this, now is Jordan Love's time. Now is Jordan Love's opportunity to try and see if he can actually do the job after Rodgers leaves. Uh. Another That's... UCLA quarterback falling on their face. <laughs> salt, open wound. Thy name salt. is Jeremy hey, Miller. He throws salt on the wound. God, but oh yeah, God. I mean, I mean, chef, chef, you're you're yeah. you're not a Packer fan, but you are a 49ers fan. I That's mean, cool. if one of if one of your players did something like this, how would you feel about something like this? I mean, this is a pretty screwed up situation. Oh yeah, it was it's definitely a screwed up situation. Uh, I mean, if he. He should have took these precautions from the jump before the season began. You know, make sure the whole team is up and up so they can complete the season effectively. Now you're in the middle of the season. It's crunch time. A lot of tight games, like you say, a lot of tight games are coming, and he can't be there. So if you're losing seeds and playoffs, that's all because of you. You got it sits on your conscience that you caused the city team. So off off of not taking precaution. You I know, mean, not saying. You, you don't have to take the shot, but right. you know, at least, at least, at least be careful. At least be careful. Right. And I agree with that. And I mean, so far, I mean, we're already handicapped as it is, you know, mm -hmm. we have MVS that's out. We have Devonte Adams. That's out. We mm -hmm. have a couple of other, we have a couple of other players are out and now him, this is really hurting us. I mean, granted, we're going up against the chiefs that they haven't been doing too well either. They haven't been, you know, I mean, they've been kind of like dragging a little bit too, but still, I mean, it's we're already handicapped as it is. This is going to yeah. be a tough week, maybe a two weeks, depending on how long these players heal up from from COVID. But it's still going to hurt the team going forward right now. I mean, right. we lose a couple of games. We're going to have to play catch up after that. And that's sure. not going to be easy to come back from. So right. this is this is definitely a screwed up situation. But I mean, it, it, it is what it is and uh you know jeremy yeah. you you really laid in on that one that kind of hurt me a little bit in many many know. ways but uh, see what you started see what you started <laughs> i i can't you know me man i something i'm this passionate about and like i said you know just because i disagree with him on whether to get the vaccine or not that's not mm -hmm. what i'm talking about yeah. it's a totally different issue i mean i've made it very clear how i feel about getting vaccines and i think everybody should get it but that's a different issue the fact that he lied, the fact that he misled everybody, the fact that he didn't per take precautions, yeah. that he's flouting the mandates of his own company. I'm yeah. sorry, but your freedom and rights don't exist under working for a company. You work for them. They pay you. Okay? You don't get to make the rules. They do. So that's what the discussion is. And the fact him, you know, not taking precautions and not following that at the same time, that is a different discussion than whether he should or not. I wonder if there should be a fine involved for any player that decides that that does that pulls something like this that pretty much, you know, you'll get fined because you didn't follow guidelines or anything like that. You know, I mean, right now uh, in the workforce, if you don't get vaccinated, you don't have a job, and that what? is due to the guidelines of said employment. So I wonder if they should start adding fines to these players that have 
violated uh, CDC protocol guidelines, etc. Well, there was uh, beginning of the season if if um, there was it was if it was unexcused, they lost our pay, pay for whatever game, whatever practice. But that's they losing lost. pay, though. I mean, I'm talking about yeah. hitting them with a fine, like they have to pay. Let's see, for, this right. is for doing that. My problem well, with that is no sport actually penalizes their players a, a punitive amount. You're taking guys who make five million a year and charging them ten thousand for a violation. He's got that in his pocket. It's not a big deal to him. Yeah, it's true. You want to know what'll hurt? Suspend him for two fucking games. That'll hurt. That'll hurt us though. That'll hurt the fan. I mean technically he's technically 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 he's gone. You know, but technically he is a game until that's not a suspension. He's out because of his sickness. You're talking about putting a punitive penalty in there. Let it be a damn suspension. That'll get him thinking. What? You're gonna you're gonna tax him an extra fifteen thousand. What? That's his last freaking Subway commercial when it aired on Saturday. That's what he made from that <laughs> one day. You think he cares? That's true. That doesn't matter. Suspend his ass for two games. See how he That's, feels about that. That just hurts us, though. That's just this. Those, and those it would be his fault. Then you can blame him. Those fighting words. Them fighting words, Jeremy. Don't don't start with me right now, okay? Hey, don't start with me, right? Blame him like oh, they should. Oh, Already, 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 we're already at with uh, at button heads over the UCLA, USC, you know, ass whooping that USC is going to get. But that's beside the point, okay? Anyway, <laughs> at this point, I can't even say anything with all that's the injuries. Right. I mean, our best. I'll, I don't think you can. his ankle. So at this point, we're playing with the B squad, right? But, but if our coach has the brains to put in Jackson Dart as the starter from the start, not to split time with Keaton Slovis, but to actually start him from the start of the UCLA game. That kid has magic. And in that rivalry, we have seen some first timers do some amazing stuff and pull off some incredible upsets. But right now it seems like he's going to be a moron and give Slovis and this kid equal time. And no, you, you know, I can't say we're going to be able to beat you this time. All I'm going to say is, uh, for all of you listening, for all of you watching, um, after the week after that game, tune in. It's going to be a treat for everybody, especially <laughs> for me. Hot. It's going to be a hot seat. Oh, 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 there's a reason why. Uh, it's a bet that we have. And uh, just tune in. You'll, you'll, you'll see what I mean. Um, Jeremy knows what I'm talking about, and uh, we'll just leave it at that. You know? <laughs> so just pray that UCLA wins. Pray that they win because it's going to be fun. <laughs> Anyways, anyways. <laughs> but yeah, right now, who knows what's going to happen? I mean, Aaron Rodgers, very disappointing what happened. Incredibly disappointing to the fans, to the team. I mean, it's just, it's a tough one. When I heard about it, I was just like, come on, Aaron, mm-hmm. you of all people, come on. It's just, he's, he's the, he's the leader. You lead by example. And right. if you pull something like this, I mean, you got it's no gonna, cred. You got no cred. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just I, terrible. I lost everybody. I didn't, I mean, honestly, like I said, I've always felt he was very phony. His interviews, his, he doesn't come off as genuine to me. He never has. And this kind of confirmed a lot of that. But I mean, I respected him as a player. I mean, the man's obviously mm-hmm. a great football player. But any amount of respect I had for him has just went out the window after this. 
Uh, we have somebody that's saying actually. Uh, Derek actually commented. He says one part you did leave out about the about his case though is that he was allergic to an ingredient in the vaccine, and that is why he went the route he did. Supposedly, not judging here, just offering more info. And then that is true. He did say that. He said he's he said he's allergic to both Pfizer and Moderna, and that he just wasn't going to go ahead and take the J and J. He just wasn't going to take that. So first of all. He's already lied about doing other stuff and tried to file a false report with the NFL to get a waiver. So I don't know. Am I going to take his word that he's actually allergic to something in those? <laughs> I, I'm probably not. It's Aaron Rodgers, he would and never again, lie. And again, uh, to, to, address, to address what Derek said, that's my point in saying that it's not a matter of whether he took it or not. That's not what the issue is in whether he got vaccinated or not. It's him hiding irresponsibility, it, misleading people right. and being irresponsible right. with taking precautions. That's what That's is the big issue here and why I've lost respect for him. Mm-hmm. I may disagree with him not getting vaccinated, but that's different. That's not why I'm losing my mind about this. You know? I mean, I mean, and Derek and Derek went ahead and commented again. He says, and I agree he lied because his actual answer to the question, are you vaccinated was, yes, I'm immunized. So the yes makes it a lie. Actually, he didn't say, yes, I'm immunized. He just said, he just nodded his head and said, I'm immunized like that. I saw, right. cause I saw the, I saw the video and he didn't say yes. He just said, I'm immunized, right. but Either that's way, still misleading. Lie, that's misleading. That's right. misleading. And exactly. he was asked that's, four more yeah. times and just kept nodding his head. This is yes, right? <laughs> this is yes. Generally accepted. I mean, he could have gone, he yeah. could have just, he could have just been like, yes. You're, so you're vaccinated. Uh, Aaron, mm-hmm. why are you just uh, making it difficult for me to defend you here, died. bud? Sorry, <laughs> uh, Aaron's he's just making he's making it so hard for me to like. If if I was his lawyer, <laughs> I'd you be like, bro, you you're killing him. me here. <laughs> like you're killing me here, man. Yeah. <laughs> like it's totally. just wrong. It's just wrong. <laughs> I mean, and he he. he <laughs> and again, can we talk about just for two seconds? The insanity of getting your medical advice from Joe Rogan. I was I was gonna I was wondering if you caught that let's part. Just, let's just talk about that for half a second. Joe, you a doctor? No, you do your research on Facebook like everybody else. You're very opinionated, like me, but you don't know shit when it comes to medicine. Not more than a doctor. I can go find you 27 surgeons. I got five friends that are all heart doctors, two virologists. You want to talk to them? I guarantee they know more about all of this shit than you do. His response you, but probably, talk, but you're going to talk to Joe Rogan. Hey, Joe Rogan, that's his guy. <laughs> that's his friend now. Like they're friends now. Yeah. Cool. Next time, next time you get your leg broken in the game, go find Joe and ask him what you need, what you need to do. <laughs> Tell me how that works out for you, you dumbass. <laughs> oh, oh, he's on one today, folks. He, he on <laughs> Jeremy's one. on one today. No, I'm, I, this is this is what I love about him. Whenever he gets this, is his point. He just like he just goes off and I just let him go. I'm like, go ahead. I'm like, I'm like Mr. Burns. I'm like, release the hounds. You know? I mean, he just goes out there and starts going off. I'm like, yes, say it, say it, say it. Mm. I'm not trying to instigate by no means. You with do these with these and, you know, I, me? I got Joni rolling her eyes at me, what but you, talking you know, about? A passionate person. I have no idea what you're talking about. I just read a story. That's all I did. 
I mean, that's all I did. I'm, it's so funny, too, because I'm actually getting t a text from Joni right now, and it reads in all caps, potty mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Joni. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for watching. So anyways, <laughs> anyways uh, I mean, again, it's a serious situation, unfortunately, uh, for the team, and hopefully... I mean, he did. I, I got to admit, again, I'm a, I'm a huge Aaron Rodgers fan. I have his jersey. I think he's a great quarterback. He's one of the great quarterbacks in the NFL. But this particular action disappoints me a great deal as a fan mm -hmm. uh, of his and of the team. And the fact that he's trying to go around it by saying, I was said I was immunized, that's a cop-out. That's a cop. That's a blatant cop-out. I mean, right. I'll admit that 100%. That's a cop-out. That's just you trying to go ahead and and say, you know, it's kind of like the the movie uh, She's Out of My League when she introduced the guy as, uh, oh, he works in aviation, you know, <laughs> and he says that's like that's like calling the guy that shovels elephant shit at the circus a, a person that's in entertainment. <laughs> he still shovels elephant shit, you know. So I mean, it's the same thing. You kind of try to sugarcoat it in another way, but it's a it's a it's a lie. It's a cop out, and I mean, Aaron, run for politics. You're well, perfect the, for uh, it. That's the entire team. The entire team covered it up. So true. Uh, it's not just the Aaron Rodgers. Well, they issue. follow the leader. He's the yeah. leader. They follow the mm -hmm. leader. I mean, they're going to cover up their leader. They're 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 uh, they're goose that lays the golden eggs for them on a weekly basis. And they're not going to go ahead and say anything. And like you yeah. said, Chef, that is, you know, the team could be looking at some fines and some mm -hmm. some problems for uh you know helping to keep this from the league so right mm -hmm. and going from from one team that uh that's going through uh some issues to another team that's it's always that, that's going through some major issues well right now uh they just they released him yesterday former uh wide receiver mm -hmm. henry ruggs is in major trouble right now this oh 22 year old uh got behind the wheel and uh, according to some reports, uh, don't quote me on this yet, uh, but he was going about over 150 miles an hour. He crashed into another a woman that was driving with her dog at about 137 miles an hour, causing her causing the car to pretty much get engulfed in flames and killing her. 22 years old, this young woman was with a with her dog. Both died, burned uh, burned in a car. That is heartbreaking i mean henry yeah. and the person that he was with they're fine they actually uh they got sent to the hospital uh and they were checked up and as soon as he they, they saw that he was fine he was immediately transferred over to uh nevada jail and what's so tragic about this this kid's life over done over just a few minutes of driving behind the wheel drunk mm -hmm. we've all made mistakes i've i know i've made mistakes as well and I'm very thankful that from my mistakes, nothing worse happened. But this right here, it's very unfortunate. This kid's only 22 years old. This right here carries a maximum penalty of 22 years in prison. It's not like California. In, in California, it's life. It's, it's involuntary manslaughter. It's life. But in Nevada, the laws are different. This carries a maximum penalty of 22 years in prison. But still... Even if they give him the 22 years, he's going to be 44 by the time he gets out. 
He's yeah. just, just starting his career as a football player for the Raiders. I mean, this is this is a huge tragedy. On, on in any way that you see it, it's a huge tragedy. Now, Jeremy, you are in recovery. I mean, what are your thoughts about this? What are your thoughts about what what all this that happened? Um, first and foremost, I don't have any sympathy for Henry Ruggs. I'm sorry, um, none whatsoever. I he made one of the worst choices he could have possibly made, and driving 150 miles plus on the side streets in a residential neighborhood while your BAC is twice the legal limit is reprehensible. Now I've done some dumb shit and I have a DUI on my record and I'm surprised I didn't get nailed more because when I was in my addiction, it was bad. But again, there was loss of life here. That is 100% his fault and his responsibility. And he doesn't deserve any sympathy in this situation. The family of the person who is dead deserves sympathy. The people who have lost somebody because of his selfish and ridiculous actions deserve sympathy. But I, I don't understand these young athletes. I know being young, you always think you're invincible, but You've got a multi-million dollar contract in your second year on a pro team. You are the future of their receiving core. You are considered one of the top five young rookie wide receivers in the league. These guys do this shit all the time. When you hear about these guys, you know, so it's, oh, it's drunk driving or it's drugs or it's selling drugs or it's what the hell are you doing selling drugs when you've got a $10 million a year contract? I never understood I, that. I don't understand no. these choices no. that these young athletes make. This is, That's this important. is, yeah. And it's a very unfortunate, I mean, Chef, you, again, you're a Niners fan. You're the, you're the rival fan. I mean, but hearing something like this, I mean, what, what goes through your mind when you hear something like this off of a of a, a potentially talented player, you know, such as Henry Rux? Uh, well, first things first, the NFL has a uh, program set up. If you're intoxicated, they'll get you over. They'll drive you home. So wow. there, there's there's no excuse for any player to be driving, no wow. matter what team you're on. So you know what he did is inexcusable, um, and he's he's taking life. And you know he can't he can't have it back, and it's going to affect him for the rest of his life. You know, no matter what, when he gets out of this, he gets into recovery. Still, it's still going to affect him. You know this, and this is the worst time because right now Raiders are five and two. Their records really is it's it's improving. It's 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 a hell of a bigger improvement than it has been in years. Mm-hmm. I mean, first you got your coach that said you know racist and homophobic things. Now you got this kid that that is gone now he's they they cut him like the very next day after that after this happened he's no longer with the raiders uh and then in you know in 2020 you had damon damon arnett that was involved in another car crash these guys my curiosity is someone take the keys from these guys (laughs) apparently they don't do well behind the wheel by the looks of it well it's it's just surroundings well and i hate no, uh, I mean, you choose who you hang around with. You choose who that that affects you, on and off the field. Mm-hmm. So you have to, you know, you you know where you're going. You know where your future's going. You have to really alienate yourself to really uh, put people around you that's going to affect you positively. You know, obviously this. I agree completely. He, he was driving drunk, obviously. 
Well, and this and this actually uh, this is actually again from TMZ. Uh, it says, uh, quote, it's all spelled out in a new lawsuit obtained by TMC, TMZ Sports in which a woman says on October 14th, 2020, Arnett slammed into her car and his vehicle at around 729 a.m. in Las Vegas. The woman says in the docs that Arnett, who was taken by Vegas seven uh, by seven, uh, seven picks after the Raiders took Henry Ruggs in the April uh, 2020s NFL draft thought he had missed his turn into the Raiders' facility, so he swerved at around 65 miles an hour in order to still make the right. Now, this particular case, this is a clear accident, but is it just me, or does it seem like, I mean, maybe I'm a conspiracy theorist, I don't know, but is it, are the Raiders just, like, having the worst luck right now? I mean, just when they're getting good, all this starts happening to them, one thing after another. I mean, is this like a Raiders curse? Well, I, I don't know if it's a Raiders curse. I I hoped that after Al Davis passed away that they might get away from some of that. But Al Davis instilled a culture in that team that prioritized talent over character. Mm-hmm. It's something the Raiders were known for for years. It was talent over character. We don't care if he's a bad guy. Can he run? I mean, that was an actual quote from Al Davis. It's So that's something that may still be instilled in the team. I don't know. Um, I don't know how the new management is doing things. But they are an organization that for many, many years was known to draft scumbags as long as they could perform. So yeah. it's, it, it is what it is. I don't know why that would still be going on. I was hoping they would get away from that. It was good, even though I do not like the Raiders. It was good to see them, you know, kind of coming around and maybe playing well as a team for a little while. You know, mm-hmm. when you see a team suck for so long, it's nice to see them succeed a little bit. I actually like um, Derek Carr. I actually like Derek Carr. I think Derek, Derek Carr is Carr's like one of the few Raiders I really like. Yeah, he seems like a solid Derek. dude. He seems he like is. a stand-up guy. Mm-hmm. I mean... Um, yeah, the Raiders. I don't. I don't know what the issue is. I mean, heck, look at the yeah. Bengals ten years ago. The Bengals had the same problem going on for a, you know a long time. I mean, every player they had was going in and out of jail, you know, for about ten years there. Yeah, so I, I don't know what these organizations get into or what they're not looking at. You have all the research av- available to you. You you can talk to any person who has known these guys since they were five years old. You do the most extensive background checks in the world how can you not know that this person has a propensity for drugs or violence or you know gang activity or just bad decisions or being a cruel human being or i mean how do you not find this stuff out with all the resources at these teams you know fingertips or do they just really not want to know well they're also they're also kind of lost over it because hey we need players well, the violent behavior could be attributed to, well, doctors are saying it could be attributed to a lot of uh, head trauma and brain mm-hmm. damage. That's what they're, they're it saying, happen. that it's possible that that could be, you know, the reason why a lot of these players have violent tendencies. Uh, it could happen, but I'm talking about finding out a guy had, you know, two assaults during a game in junior high and, you know, jumped on three players in high school and broke their jaw and... That's that's kind of a history of of problems. Violence, yeah. And that's yeah. the kind of stuff mm-hmm. that is not hard for a team or the NFL to find out. So how are you guys surprised by any of this when this happens? Yeah, just True. overlooking it. Overlooking it. You're getting tickets in the selling tickets, getting people in the stands. They will constantly overlook it. True. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Chef, you must be I mean, aside from the tragedy that Ruggs is going through, but everything else, you must be like, yay. 
because you know, I mean, you're you're Frisco, you're forty nine. So <laughs> I mean, you must be loving this right now. You're like, ah, screw the Raiders. We don't like them anyway. Screw the Raiders, you know. <laughs> we ain't liking this story. You guys no. are having a tough year too, though. I mean, yeah. the, the uh, Niners are not having a good year. Office is suspect. So it's suspect. been a rough one. Yeah, it's been a rough one. Um, you know, we're gonna see what we're gonna do with Garoppolo. You know, we're gonna keep him on, or we're gonna give Trey Lance a shot. He's injury prone. I mean, come on, the guy's injury prone. I mean, it's it's you guys have well, are having the worst luck with him. True. I mean, there there are some players we can use. We can use a Cam Newton. We can use a Deshaun Jackson. Receiving core. Um, there's players out there that's been traded, has been cut that uh, can join the 49ers. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you know, I mean, we'll see what happens in the rest of the season. They still got a little time. So, you know, we'll, yeah. see, we'll, see, know. we'll see what happens. Hey, uh, NFC West is so tough. I don't know. It's going to be a tough one. But on yeah. that note, that's the news. In case you haven't heard it, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Chef Ryan, for being on the Navarro Miller Report. Much pleasure having you on here, my oh, friend. Thank you. Awesome. And, pleasure talking with you, Chef. And, and yeah. before we leave, how can people stalk you on social media to check out some of your most delicious dishes? Oh, they want to stalk me. Um, <laughs> my Instagram is uh, at NolaChef212. Um, or you can find my um, other Instagram page, Food Culture underscore 504. A website, RondinoCulinaryDesigns.com. And Facebook, Rondino Culinary, a Spice Collection, Rondino Culinary Designs. Find on my website. We have a recipe app, Food Culture. Download, subscribe. You know, various recipes for um, people of all skill levels. So and pick up my, pick up some of my spices. Right, you know, spice collection. I'm sure I'm sure Jeremy will probably go ahead and uh, well, I'm take check you up on it. I didn't I didn't know you had the spice collection. I'm gonna yes, look sir. At it. <laughs> yes. See, see, see what happens when you come on the show. You know things. Exactly. We make <laughs> well, you hungry as well. <laughs> I'm already hungry at the time. I'm about to go eat right now after this. Are you kidding me? But um, but thank you so much, uh, Chef, for being on the show. Hopefully, we'll have you back on here again very soon. Jeremy, a displeasure as always. Always miserable <laughs> talking to you. Thank you, Chef. You made it worthwhile. Oh, thank you. Likewise. Thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in. And uh, remember to check us out. Remember to subscribe on YouTube because we will be leaving Facebook very soon. So make sure you hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell so that way you can go ahead and know when we come on. We have a lot of uh, awesome uh, people that come on here with us, like Chef here. Uh, so make sure you check us out. We have a uh, GoFundMe page. So check out our GoFundMe. Uh, we want to go ahead and get some better equipment for to bring you the best quality in this show possible and remember to stay safe out there we're still in a pandemic wear your masks as always and uh we'll definitely go ahead and see you next time monday 6 p.m pacific standard time so make sure you tune in thanks again everybody everybody have a great weekend you have been listening to the navarro miller report